0: Open lines, give a call, 651-641-1071. Okay, give a call, give a call. Okay, there we go. Got to keep Ellie busy over there. I don't want her to fall asleep. Oh, never, never, okay. never. What is the most poisonous plant in the North America? Water hemlock, alum lily, boysenberry, white oak. What do you think?
1: Uh, Hemlock.
0: Okay, what do you think? I think so, too. Yep. Ding, 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 water hemlock. I don't know what it is. I'll have to look it up.
1: I just know hemlock is like very. It's like an ingredient in things that's very poisonous.
0: Oh, that's good. So you're cooking with
1: hemlock? <laughs> no, it's like medieval, like poisonous stuff. Pre okay. pre medieval, I think. Wow. One of the older ways to murder someone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, what fruit makes uh, works better at waking you up than coffee? Prunes, blueberries, apples, bananas. Uh, blueberries what do you probably. Think? Nope, apples. Really? Yep, apples. They work better than caffeine and waking you up.
1: Why does it tell you what's in it that no. makes them so special? Special? Oh, I'll have to figure that out. Well, somebody, me... somebody should come out with apple coffee. Apple. Coffee.
0: Apple cider. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! As bad as that pumpkin spice stuff. No way. Oh, I love that stuff. Okay. True. The part of the plant, the waller lily. Is... Nope, it doesn't say anything. Well, hmm. about that, it just says.
1: Google it hey. if you're at home. Yeah, Google. Yep. Seriously, this could be fiction. Bang hey. it. We need some fact checking.
0: Bing it. <laughs> yep. Hey, some of them, bo- some of these books, trivia books, have been known to, yeah, that's not right, <laughs>
1: <laughs> or, or at least it was right maybe 15 years ago.
0: They just <sighs> mislead you. Yeah. Just, uh. Terrible. <laughs> he got that right.
1: Okay, uh, question,
0: six five one six four one one zero seven one. 1071 Is Victoria and them still at the show? show? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yes. Hi, Victoria. Going back in the ring soon. <laughs> okay, go back in that ring. All right, who's up? Well, so next up we have Kathy, whose older dog has started uh, shaking and, and shivering.
0: Shaking and shivering. Okay, hi
2: there. Hey, Katie. long-time listener, recent transplant from modern and all right. I I now live in North Carolina. Oh my so. goodness. <laughs> how so, long how okay. long have you been
0: down in North Carolina? <laughs> Pardon me? How long have you been down in North Carolina? About five years. okay. One of you see here one of our trivial questions that you well, North and North and South Carolina have in the wild have uh they grow uh Venus fly traps that grow I, wild. I
2: heard that. Yeah, and I'm I, like I, I guess it must be here. Yeah. Cuz everything grows here and there's all kinds of bugs.
0: And all kinds of bugs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go.
2: What's going on? So, well, this just recently started to happen to my 11-year-old puggle. Okay, Lola, pu- okay. Who is not a dog that has um anxiety regarding thunderstorms or or uh fireworks or anything like that. All but right. just within the last month he has twice now at bedtime, uh, and I, I will say with all uh, honesty, I sleep with both my dogs in yes. my bed. No problem. So no problem. That's 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 what we do. Good. I'm a, I'm aware of this, um, but you but, know the only um, time that I
0: try to discourage that if the pe- if there's dog problems in, within the pack, like either the dogs are fighting with each other or the dogs are peeing on your bed, you know, mean if, if bad things have been happening, whereas it's a test for leadership, that's the only time. But otherwise, if your dogs are doing good, sleeping in your bed, that's just fine. Once they've established yeah. their manners, not a newborn yeah. pup or anything like that. Okay, right. so yeah, don't right. apologize. And- <laughs>
2: Well, it's it's a single woman who lives in, you know, North Carolina and has two dogs. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. But anyway, okay. What what I've experienced and this has only been in the last probably month, Lola has is completely spry, healthy, eating well. She is on uh thyroid medication twice a day and has been for like three years. So that's her only health issue that I'm aware of. Okay. But What has happened at nighttime, and this has happened twice now, so that's why I'm calling you because I thought if anybody would know, (laughs) we'll try. Um, um, She will get into bed, and then she will shake from stem to stern, like from nose to the tip of her tail. And she's awake, alert, and she scans the ceiling looking for bugs, I don't know what I don't hear a single thing, but she's done it now twice. I'll cuddle her I'll cover her a little bit, but it takes a good five minutes or so to get her to relax enough to go to sleep. The other dog is already asleep and could care less okay. two nights ago when she did this, she jumped off the bed and and positioned herself under the ironing board, you know, which was standing up. Okay. And so I don't know if this is a mental health issue. Um, As I said, she's not a dog that's ever had uh, responses to um, thunderstorms, weather conditions or anything like that. And there was nothing going on two nights ago. Okay. Question. Are you in an apartment, a, a townhouse or a house? I'm in a house. They typically do not go in the upstairs of the house. Just I have bedrooms up there, but I I actually block off the staircase because I we just live on the downstairs of the house. I don't want to have to wonder about what they could find to get themselves in trouble. Okay.
0: And how long have you been in in this same house for five years? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And this just happened. Started happening a couple couple months ago.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, and and I recognize that dogs have much more keen hearing than yep. we do. Yep, I'm not hearing a single thing. Now, could there be like just not there or something? I, uh, possibly, but okay. Mia doesn't. The other dog doesn't seem to care less <laughs> about.
0: It. Okay, but. Yeah.
2: But Lola does, and she is looking at all the corners of the room, the (coughs) feeling.
1: Well, did you go upstairs to see what's up there? No,
2: we're in bed. It's like 10 (laughs) o'clock.
0: Have you had any, like, either rodent problems or bug problems?
2: Not that I'm aware
0: of. Okay. Um there, I know this sounds bizarre, but I, I from different people that I've talked to, um, psychics or whatever type of thing, is that sometimes you know, you you could have a ghost visiting you that your dog picks up on. I know it's 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 totally like off the grid, but I've seen that happen before not seen it, you know what I mean, through knowing different people and uh confirm I mean mental the people weren't wackadoodle, you know. These people that I know, mm-hmm. yeah. And so and then that they called in, what do you want to call it, Ghostbusters, whatever type thing, and uh, they did have some, a spirit that decided that that their house was cool, and the dogs picked up on that. So mm-hmm. it's really it's bizarre. I,
2: I, I have considered that. Yeah. I just don't, I don't want to. If there's anything that you know, she needs to see a vet for. Um,
0: When's the last last time that you had a complete blood profile done on her?
2: Oh, within the last six months. Okay, okay. I mean, they usually, they check her thyroid and... and, Okay,
0: Okay, and what about her diet? What does she eat?
2: She has a rotating diet, like my Wheaton does. Okay. And so lots of different things. We avoid allergens because Wheaton has a lot of issues with skin... Stuff. Okay.
1: So, um, what, what was the thyroid level at the last check?
2: Um, I I know it was within therapeutic range. I can't remember mm-hmm. exactly what the yeah, number is.
1: Yeah,
2: I'd be is, curious but. about that. Okay. <laughs> but the, 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 um, well, we got to
0: run to vet. We've got to run to vet. We've got to run to break. We're going to come back and discuss this, so don't hang up, okay? Uh, I will stay on. Oh, good. Okay, what is worse than having one... Baby screaming. What is worse than having one baby screaming? Dance, hey dance, we're back. Dance, okay, we're writing and let's see what me. we got here. Okay, what is worse than having one baby screaming? Having five babies screaming in Alaska? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh two babies screaming. So yes. <laughs> yeah, quite quite literally. More than more than one. Okay, what did the boy why did the boy take a ruler to bed? Why um, did a boy take the ruler to bed? He wanted to see how long he would sleep. Yep. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, my God. How long he slept? Woo, oh, that Genius. Was, I, I just turned the page, and then... By J, if you guys... It's called Silly Jokes for Silly Kids. That's where I got... But every once in a while, you hit a patch where, yeah, that one's dumb. That one's dumb. This last couple pages here, this is really good. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: like these ones. Yes, I really <laughs> like them.
0: Okay, it's enough of John. Okay, who's... That? Oh, okay, where are we at?
1: Well, we still, yep. we still have Kelsey. Kathy on,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's Kathy? I thought it was Kelsey. Okay. Okay, you still there? Yes, I am. Okay, Thank so you. now, yeah, just had something mentioned because now you're on—not you, the dog mm-hmm. as on thyroid medicine. Okay, we'll take it from right. there.
1: Yeah, and so I was just curious as to where the last test was within, like, uh, what the number was. So, typically, like normal thyroid levels are typically one point zero to four point zero if you're measuring total T four.
2: Well, I can tell you when she was first examined, our first measured like three years ago because she's a little bit on the chunky side Mm -hmm. it was not measurable and the Mm -hmm. last level you know you asked me the question and what comes to mind is like 2.5 I just remember um thinking at the time well she's within their therapeutic range they've Mm -hmm. made no adjustment Mm -hmm. in her dose in the last year Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. I I truly don't think it's that and okay, no, I, I don't think this represents seizure activity, um because there's nothing that looks like a seizure to oh, me. Oh no, 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 I, we're
0: not no we're not talking about seizures here. We're just talking okay. about the the men. We didn't say nothing about seizures, okay?
2: But, it, it only happens it only happens at bedtime and it's only happened a couple of times. Yeah. And and she's you know, she's completely alert but she's checking out everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you do when she does this?
2: I cuddle her, as in I put a little bit of a more of a blanket over. Her. I I touch her. I hold her. I I stroke her. I talk to her. Okay. How long is, does she settle down? Usually within five minutes, but not right away.
0: Okay. Okay. Um. Because usually we but thinking like a dog. Okay. When we give them attention, that means, you know, like, you know, attaboys, you know, stroking and such like that. It usually, in their mind, means that I'm reacting correctly. Okay, you got to remember, in the human world, we coddle. But dog world doesn't coddle. Dogs are looking for... You know, the leader, they're scared, they're worried. So what are we going to do about this? Who's, who's going to, you know, they'll take the over the lead. So to help me through this. Okay. Okay. So, uh, uh, we don't know why this is happening other than, yeah, it, yeah, obviously it could be spirits or whatever type of thing, but or some kind of noise that the dog is hearing. You know, like I've heard, mm-hmm. know of people that they've got a mice problem and then they, they can hear the mice in the walls. Uh, do you, mm-hmm. do you have any bats? that come and go you know there's at certain times because it's not every night you know how one night could be worse than another night that disrupts the situation so that's a possibility Mm -hmm. but so what i would try instead of doing what you're going to do which is coddling which i understand that makes you feel good But I would just let her deal with it and just see what happens. And just say, just talk to her and just happy. You're going to be fine. When you're ready, come on up to bed. You know what I mean? And just try to shake it off. If you have to, put the TV on. Do something. And just see what she does about it. Okay? Because when she's acting like that and you coddling her and petting her, in in her mind it's like, I must be reacting correctly because mom is petting me. Okay? Whereas I get petted when I do something good. All right okay so it just has to do with the personality of each dog too but the whole thing is i would try that end of it you know just kind of just you know be the cheerleader oh you're fine come on let's go to bed now does she do you have a ramp for her to come up on the bed for up on the bed she has, she has two okay good two ways of
2: getting up okay good
0: okay so then that's what oh. you could do is let her come to you and not you go to her All right, because like I say, they you know they can hear a hundred times times better than we can, and so the whole thing is is like I say, there could be like I don't know, like have you gone upstairs to see if there's something? Do you have bats? You know what I mean? It's not going to be every night that it's going to happen, but there's there's something tripping this. So let's just see and then go from there, and then don't coddle her and see what that does, and then give me a call and let me know you know if something comes up with this, okay? If something okay. worked better than the other. Okay, go ahead.
2: I, I, I would feel negligent if I, uh, you know, ignored this and it was an obvious medical, you know, right. problem. Right. And I wasn't addressing it. Okay,
0: so. but so now, Dr. Jess, so you're thinking that it's not a,
1: it, it, because it's not happening on a, every night. You know, it's, it's so hard to say. Some problems are sporadic. Okay. And for reasons we don't understand, sometimes symptoms are worse, sometimes symptoms are better. So it's really impossible to know without getting some blood tests done. Okay. But what tests? She said, you know, she just six months ago, she had the test done. Well, it, yeah, but it's been six months, right? So things can change. And typically it's based on the physical exam. And so, you know, if the vet feels an organ enlargement or, you know, hears something different in the heart or something like that, that then kind of determines what tests you might want to do. Oh,
0: okay. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? Okay. 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 Keep okay. us posted. Okay. Thanks for calling from North Carolina. Are you getting a Southern drawl down there yet? Have we what? Are you getting a Southern drawl? You don't sound very Southern no, for me. Be-
2: you know, I'm a military brat, and so I've ah. lived lots of places. Ah.
0: And, do Do know. they pick on you for your Minnesota accent?
2: I'm
0: um, not generally no. Oh, good. 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 Okay. Well, good luck. Keep us posted. Okay. Thank you very much. You bet. I appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. All righty then. Who's up next?
1: Well, up next we have Kelsey, whose dog has been playing too rough.
0: Oh, Kelsey's dog played too rough.
1: Hi,
3: Kelsey. Hi, how are you?
1: Good. Yourself?
3: I'm good.
0: Good. Okay. What kind of pupper do you got?
3: I've got a shepherd mix. Uh, she's about six. Okay. Um, and I rescued her, her a few years ago. Okay. Um, So, yeah, she, my question is, what I need some advice on is just, she sometimes, we have a uh, kind of like a dog park in my apartment building where okay. there's, you know, a bunch of dogs. It's a very dog friendly building. So she yeah. runs in a lot of different dogs. Um And she just, she's not, she's never like actually hurt another dog or like bit them or anything like that. But she just plays too rough sometimes, and I think she can be a little too dominating sometimes and, um, like, has this very visceral growl she'll do and stuff. So sometimes other dogs are, like, a little scared. Mm Oh, yeah. Um, So, yeah, she'll just try to kind of, like, pin them down too much, and she just, yeah, plays too rough. So I'm wondering what I should do to help her play nicer. Now, how Um, long have you had her? I've had her for about three years. Okay. And how long
0: have you lived where you're living now?
3: About three years. Okay. I've had her at the same place the whole time. Oh
0: okay, okay. And then um at that dog part that you're going to at your place. Um, at any given time, how many dogs are in there at, at one time?
3: Um, I would say usually on average like maybe one or two other dogs at once. Okay,
0: okay um but what i would do because see, it's just like two-legged kids okay there's a lot of two-legged kids that don't play nice in the sandbox and so they're yeah. like get out of here you're kind of not welcome all right so it's, it's work on your part now number one do you play tug-of-war with this dog
3: um i don't actually good
0: and then uh do you uh uh pitch a ball for this dog she doesn't set. <laughs> okay, well, good. Well, I'm impressed. Okay, so th- now does she have any play buddies that she gets along with?
3: Yes. Like, she generally plays better with other big dogs because she's, like, 55-ish pounds. Okay. So I feel like she plays more evenly with them and that she'll – but they, sometimes they they like to play rough, too, so it works. And they go back and forth, back and forth, and, like, she'll, you know, be on her back and then – pin the other one down, and then that one pins her down. It's, like, more reciprocal. Okay. Okay. But with smaller dogs, she sometimes, or okay. dogs who are more submissive, she tries to, so yeah. Yeah. It,
0: okay, she, so what you're going to do is that, number one, is that when there's a smaller dogs in there, you're going to have her on a leash, and then you're going uh, to either stand on a leash, okay, and not pit her to the ground. What we want is that... Your right hand is holding the leash, you know, a good grip on it, okay. And then you step both feet. You step on the leash. That if she's standing, that where you step on the leash, your head is slightly dipped, okay. Your head is slightly mm-hmm. dipped, okay. And then if she sits, the collar goes a little bit looser. And if she lays, the collar goes totally loose. All right. And did both feet on the on that leash. And just stay in there and ignore her. Don't pet her. Don't talk to her. Don't do anything. Okay, so then when the other littler dogs are in there, now they can come up to her and say hi, okay? But if she Uh tries to lurch at them and pummel them, she's restricted, okay? So the other, the littler dogs can get away from her. Like, you know, where, okay, she didn't get me that time. You want her to learn that, be respectful, that she'll lay down and then maybe play with the other the puppers that are coming in and say hi instead of like wow factor all right okay stay oh, okay hold on don't go away we got a couple other things we got to discuss all right okay you. yeah you betcha why did the melon jump into the lake why did the melon jump into the lake we'll be back
4: hey It's me, your mirror again? I
1: know we've had our issues, but you can't keep me close behind your closet door all summer. In an unhealthy relationship with your mirror?
2: Hello.
4: Break up with me. Seven years bad luck.
1: Join the Y, and when you book a free fitness assessment, get $25 off September dues. Start a personal training subscription by October, get another $25 off. And for the record, those mirroring exercises, yeah, they don't work. Find your healthiest self at ymcanorth.org. Hello!
0: Thanks for tuning into to the KDK9 show. Remember, all my shows are, past shows are on my show page at mytalk1071.com, my seven, mytalk1071.com, and put in KDK9 and go to the page, and if you're interested in going to the cat video, that's this Thursday, August 3rd, um, go to uh, mytalk1071.com and type in cat video, or cat, All right. Remember, 12 and out is free, which I think is awesome. And tickets aren't that expensive. I think they're 10 12 bucks. That really is a good evening. They've got food there and stuff like that. So, uh, And not just all the fun of the cat food. And everybody that likes cats is there. You've got all the cat people together. So, <laughs> I had a special shirt made for me that's really cool. It's all cats. But anyway. Okay, why did the melon jump into the lake? Because it wanted to be a watermelon.
1: Ding, 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 ding.
0: <laughs> okay, you're at a roll. I
1: know, I'm just really good at the, the silly jokes today.
0: Yes, you are. So we're we're going to give it. you another one here, okay? Do it. Okay, why was the boy sitting on his watch? Uh, why was the boy sitting on his watch? So he would
1: be on time.
0: Oh, ding, ding. Boy, you are nailing it. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> he wanted to be on time. Yeah. Do another one. Why can't a bicycle stand up? Why can't a bicycle stand up?
1: It, it, Jess, you have to answer oh, one no, first. Come on, I don't. I don't know. Um, you're the you're the professional question answerer because it's not a car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, we got you. Okay, why can't a bicycle stand up? Because it's too tired. It's Too Tired. See, that's Uh-oh. a good one. Too tired. I'm liking this chapter. There you go. There it is really good. <laughs> I'm very impressed. I'm using all the jokes. I just, you know, what? Yeah, I just used four extra ones that I could have used next week. I've got to get another <laughs> book. come back to the next year. <laughs> i got to get another book. <laughs> okay. Who's up? Well, we have Kelsey still oh, on. Th- oh, yeah. There yeah. we go. Sorry about that. Hey, Kelsey's still with us. Yes, I am. Okay, so, okay, so first of all, what you got to every dog has a, a personality. Okay, same with two-legged kids. You know, there's pushy two-legged kids. There's a the buckworm, There's the jokester. You know, I mean, everybody's got a different personality. Same with dogs. You could have the same type of dog that you have three, three. You know, you literally have three of the exact same. You know, and each one would have a different personality. And so what you've got to do is you've got to learn as the mom that you're, if your kid is not playing nice in the sandbox, like kicking sand, okay, then you have to take, you have to take control, all right? Because otherwise, nobody, everybody's going to say, oh, Kelsey's out there with her dog. I'm not going out there. <laughs> so right. what you've got to do is, number one, the dogs that the dog does get along with, with the bigger ones, yep. but you've got to referee that. If it's starting to get like carried away, okay, then you call the dog to you, put the dog on a leash, and just stand on the leash. Okay, the other dog can go and do his own thing, but you control. Now, if the other dog like, is trying to pummel your dog now on the leash, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, get, get. That dog needs to learn to just stand and look at your dog, not take advantage of a situation. Okay. But anyway, uh-huh. so you got to teach to, you know, like to play nice in the sandbox. Now, with the smaller dogs, Okay, all of the paw in the wrong place or a wrong roll could really be probab- problematic here, okay? So yeah. when there's little dogs, you know, smaller dogs that he normally is too rough with, what you're going to do is you put him on a leash, a six-foot leash, to his regular collar, not a harness, a regular collar, okay? And then stand on, and you're going to practice this at home, okay? You're going to put the leash on, on the collar, and then what you're going to do is... Uh, the right hand holds the end of the leash. Never drop the leash on the ground. Okay, then you're going to take a go left, right. You're going to step on, drop. Let's say the leash is in both hands. The leash. You got the dog. The leash is hooked to the dog. Now the left hand is on the leash and the right hand has got the handle and the bulk of the leash is in front of you. Okay, drop your left hand off the leash and then quickly go left, right with your foot. Left, right, because the left foot stops how much length the dog actually gets, and your right foot anchors the leash, so you don't get pulled on your butt. All right, and just stand there. Move, bring your hands to your to yourself, and don't look at the dog. Don't pet the dog. Don't talk to him. Just ignore him. Just stand there. Pretty soon, then you're gonna practice. Like I guess practice this in the house, so you get really good at it. And so then, what, what he finally, you know, he'll sit, and all of a sudden he's like, "What the heck are we doing now?" If he tries to jump up on you, he can't because you're standing on the leash, right? So the thing is, is or after here is that you just stand there and ignore him, and then all of a sudden he's laying down I'm like, well, this is a buttload of fun, all right. Just, just wait, you know, maybe clock it, maybe two minutes. He's laying, okay. Just slowly get off the, just get, take your feet off, okay. Take a couple steps and unhook him, and just say thank you, you know. Don't rev him up, don't rev him up, all right. Okay, then a little bit later we're gonna put the leash on. And we're gonna do the same thing. The handle of the leash is in your right hand, left hand is on your leash obviously it's took to, to the dog you're going to drop your left hand off the leash and put go left right as fast as you can now what because like i said the left foot stops the length of the leash that you're giving him and the right foot anchors it now what happens is that um uh, uh, now he goes to lurch forward your weight on the leash you know will keep you he'll, and he'll uh, he will correct himself usually the lunge the lurch once twice and then all of a sudden they're sitting and they're watching and then pretty soon they're laying, and so you want to get really good. And then put a knot in your leash so you know exactly where to put your left foot on, without even you know you know gauging it, you know right where to do it. Okay, so now you go down to the dog park. You got the dog, you know uh, the leash on the dog. Okay, you go in there, and there's some smaller ones in there. All right, so then you're just gonna walk in there, and then ready right, right away. What you're gonna do is if he has to go potty, keep him on a leash, let him go potty or whatever type thing. All right, but then what you're gonna do is then what you're gonna do is step on the leash, left, right, okay, and just stand there. And now, now the other littler dogs, the smaller dogs, can come up to him to say hi. But if he goes to lurch at him, he's controlled. He can't pursue them. All right. Mm -hmm. So then, pretty soon, what we're at, we're after here is that eventually he's gonna learn to just lay down, and the littler dogs can come up and say hi. And he might, you know, give him a lick. He might lay on his side. You know, you're teaching him to go to ground level with the other dogs and just kind of hang out and not pursue them. All right? And so because some dogs have a higher prey drive, that's, those are the ones that play nuts. You know, like your... Your corgis, your aussies, your border collie, your collie collies, those are all herding dogs. So their prey drive is high. So they, they will incessantly keep moving, running and running and running and running. Okay. Then the other, then you got your bully breeds. Okay. They're that pushy. What is a bulldog, a pit? You know what I mean? The, the whole thing is, is they're pushy. They Boxers, they play very boom, boom, boom. All right? Now, that's not healthy either. <laughs> and so that's why, but there's usually, the, there's somebody that's stirring the pot. And so that's what we want to do is now, so from here on out, when you go out to that dog park area, you're going to, if nobody's in there, then let them run. All right, but if somebody co- starts coming, then you're gonna let, you're going to be noted that you're going to put your dog on a leash and you're going to have control. where They don't have to worry about their dog getting pummeled or rolled by your dog. The only time when their dog will come, in, they can, their dog can be free, and they can come up. And if you want to, bring a, a chair, and you can sit on the leash if you want instead of just stand there and sit on the leash. And only give him enough leash that if he lays down, that the leash is loose. All right, but just sit on the leash and ignore the dog. But the big thing is that you've all got control that your dog is now learning to watch and not interacting. And this is teaching them patience. Just watch others play and maybe eventually they'll come and say hi to me. All right. And so this but the main right now what you want to work on is getting really quick at going left right onto your leash. And like I say, practice that at home. And then you when you go to the dog park, then what you're going to do is, you know, uh, you know, see if he's got to go potty, okay, then, and if nobody's there, then he can run, but if somebody's coming, you're going to call him in, say, "DuBlon, come in the park until I get him caught, I got him caught, okay, now I'm standing on the leash, I'm in the shade, <laughs> hopefully, and now you can come on in, take your dog off, okay, and so then, like I said, their dog can come in and check him out, and then, but if he tries to lurch forward, or paw at him, and then you just calmly, if he's getting himself wild up, round up, just call me, go, just take it easy, just settle, just settle. Just be calm. Be the calming thing. Don't pet him because you try to teach him just to hang out, be patient, and wait and not just go you know, balls to the wall. And roll, okay. And so, like I said, now with the other dogs, now let's say the other dogs that he, the bigger dogs, he knows, normally plays with, and then another the smaller dog comes in there. Well, you better go talk, talk to that smaller dog person and say, you know, not right now. Let the big dogs just roll for a bit, and then we'll get out of here. All right. So, kind of just kind of get some everybody working on the same page, so nobody hates another dog because they play too rough. That's what's how you'd work it with the two-legged kids. You know, eventually, then you're not taking them out of the sandbox, but they're being very watched. <laughs> so you yep. could jump in and take over the situation. But unfortunately, when a dog plays hard, you know, it involves teeth and paws. And so and it can happen in the blink of an eye. And so that's why, like I say, with the, the smaller dogs, he's always on a leash and he, or standing on the leash. And, but like I said, with the bigger dogs, maybe one or two. But see, the more dogs that play, then the more things that can go. Because one dog is a dog. Two dogs is a pack. Two dogs, pairs of dogs play better than three. Okay. There's so yeah. pair that, that that's good because the two will go one way and two will go the other way. All right. And so, but if there's three, that's where the pot can really get stirred. So then let's, let's say you take your dog and stand on a leash. Technically your dog is not in the pack now because he's with you. You're standing on a leash. And so those other dogs can be, and hopefully you could teach these people th- th- to do this. And then you could take turns standing on each other. You know, like now the other person's going to get, step on the leash with their dog and let this other, the uh, your dog and another dog play. Do you understand? Do a round robin. So everybody's being nice in the sandbox oh nice okay thank you so much okay well good luck okay now practice it at home so when you get to the park that you, you you're you really good at it you know right where to step put a knot in there okay remember don't put him to the ground when you're standing on a leash and he's standing the dog's head should be slightly dipped just slightly all right but if he sits the collar goes loose and if he lays down the collar goes totally loose okay mm-hmm. thank you okay. so much you bet take care bye-bye all right should we do a trivia question since you pants. used all your jokes. No, I don't want. To, I'm using them all. <laughs> it's like, huh? Let's see. What do I want to do here? Okay, what? What important product is in fox? Is the foxglove plant used for what important? What important product is a foxglove plant used for? Now, foxglove is toxic to dogs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not sure if it's toxic and to people cats. too. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. So, what does it use? Is it in herbal tea? Cough medicine, heart medicine, or skin cream? Which one is it in? Hey, hey, hey we're winding down. Yes, we are. We're winding down. Pre request. Oh, I took my glasses off. <laughs> hey, Katie, did you take your glasses off? Put them back on again. Okay, what important product is the fly, fly, Fox? But not phlox, fox. Fox <laughs> glove plant used for herbal tea, cough medicine, heart medicine, or skin cream. Skin what, cream? You think skin cream and Dr. Jess heart medicine? Ding, ding, ding! It's heart medicine. Well, there you go. That's something. Mm-hmm. Look at that. So fox glove, and then it's toxic to dogs. I don't know about cats. and people. People? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't what do you mean?
1: Don't make tea out of that. No, don't. make tea out of that. But
0: just put it in your heart. <laughs> yeah. So what is it in, in some medicines or what? Yeah, digitalis.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of medications were, uh, a lot of drugs used to be plants. Yep. And a lot of them are, used to be, are toxic plants. Like, uh, you know, one of the chemotherapy agents, Vincristine, is made from Vinca. Vinca is the, it's the periwinkle. Oh, okay. Uh, Pretty blue flower.
0: Oh, yeah. I I know the flower. And that's toxic. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, there you go. Mm -hmm.
0: didn't know that. How stupid am I? I It's the end of my show and I just clean my glasses. (laughs) Is that wrong? Well, I should have done it at the beginning. Then I could have seen better. Were you having trouble? <laughs> what? Apparently. But, hey, anyway, okay, let's do the last call of the day. Yeah, speaking of toxins, Cheryl's uh, been struggling with some allergies with her uh, dog.
4: Hi, Cheryl. How you doing? Hi there. I'm fine, Katie.
0: Good, good. What kind of dog?
4: Well, she's a mixed breed. She looks mostly adopted for Humane Society Thank you for adopting. old. And she looks like she's a lab pit bull mix, but yeah. How many?
0: How many um,
4: pounds? She's
0: about fifty
4: five pounds.
0: Okay, so what's going on?
4: Well, we ad- when we adopted her, she seemed just fine. Took her in for initial exam, and then toward the end of the summer, her tummy started looking very pink so we took her into the vet and they thought it you know maybe contact with the grass it might be allergies and so we were just using the dog hydrocortisone cream on her and the vet said let's wait and see once everything snowed over how she looks and she's just been was up and down with it and um, it would look really pink and she'd be itching at it then um, it would look better from um, uh, this spring, when it, you know the second spring for her, she um, started up again worse. So t- when I took her to the vet for her stomach, she said, "Let's try you know Benadryl for her," and um, said, "If if I needed to, we might want to tr- suggest allergy shots." She said, "Dogs are very hard to diagnose with allergies, and a dermatologist would be quite expensive." Right. So, um, we did that, and seemed to help a little bit, but then again, she'd just get very pink in that area, so on my own, I decided to put her on fresh pet in the last month and um and fresh pet snacks, so she's having nothing dry, nothing with grains at all, and nothing no table foods, only if I have like fruit. She might have that. She doesn't seem to like fresh vegetables. And it seems her stomach looks really good. Um, She's got a little tiny pink patch in her groin area. And on the opposite side, is just very dark looking, which is kind of like the skin looked before. But when I catch her chewing on herself, it tends to be on the outside of her leg back leg or her paw. I really don't see anything there. Then I thought about the Benny bones that she has for treats, and I thought, I don't know, can something, an ingredient in that be irritating? So now this week I took those away from her, and I just wanted to find out if there's any other suggestions of natural things we can try um, because the shots aren't foolproof. That guarantee you they're going to get whatever it is. Right.
0: Okay, the Benny bones are... You- you're nodding your head when she said you took, she took, why are you nodding your head? I,
1: Cause I, I'm pretty sure I've read the ingredients on those and they're not the greatest. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, mean all, um, I, I wouldn't use them. No. I mean, all, oh, all, all treats, oh, yeah, okay. all treats you need to, you know, become a diligent ingredient reader. Mm-hmm. And so you're looking out for, um, you know, anything that hints of junk. So any kind of carbohydrates like rice or, uh, um, Oats or, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of treats that mm -hmm, a lot of treats use um, powdered cellulose, you know, sawdust. Okay, Um, it shows up in some dog foods, too. Yeah. Uh, Any kind of wheat, corn, uh, those kinds of things. I would avoid treats that have those ingredients. And then you got to look out for sugars. So dextrose, maltodextrin, molasses, cane molasses, cane sugar, things like that. So I would just avoid treats that have any of those. But there's so many things that you can use. There's tons of single ingredient freeze-dried treats like freeze-dried liver and dehydrated lamb lung and mm-hmm. there's tons of things that you can yep. use for treats. So yep. your your dog does not need to go without.
4: What about, uh, you know, we know we don't, you know, obviously never, ever use rawhide. What about when we see those like pig's ears or other giant bones? I can't remember what an- part of the animal yeah, it made bones. from. Right, right but I,
1: I wouldn't use anything like that that's not fresh. And so the pig's okay. ears, you know, they, they have been processed in some way. They're also all, all the pig's ears that are used for dogs are imported from South America. Uh, and so oh, okay. I don't know what kind of treatment or handling they've had along the way. So I would just And then also they're filled careful. with, uh, salt
0: and then they also put flamaldehyde for preserving, you know, right. so they can last in a time capsule.
1: Right. And that, that's why with, they're, that's why they're just like on a shelf in yeah. the pet food store sitting out in the open yep. air because nothing bad can happen to, to them. Happen to them. Right. Yeah. So fresh, when you we say
0: fresh, is coming out of the freezer, coming out of your garden or coming out of your refrigerator.
4: Mm-hmm. What can you suggest for her? She's a real big chewer. I mean, she can't, such an aggressive chewer. I call her, uh, what is it, piranha because yes. you give Ow. her any kind of stuffed toy, she's got it, got it ripped apart in five minutes. Mm-hmm. I liked the Benny Bones when I discovered it because it was the one thing that let her satisfy the need to chew, but you know, she not didn't destroy it right away. Okay. What else that's natural or healthy that I can give her to chew?
0: Just a minute. Okay. First of all, people that, uh, dogs need to chew. Yeah. When their teeth are, you know, coming in and going out. You know what I mean? Because their gums hurt, right? Okay. Just like a, a two legged child, you give them like an ice cube, or not an ice cube, because things cold, you know, to, to, for that inflammation in the gum. Okay. As the dog gets older, yes, they need to chew they like to keep the tire off the teeth and such like that but unfortunately what too many people do is that they give the dog something to chew 24/7 and so it becomes a smoking habit and the dog doesn't know how to just lay be still and wait, and it's, that's what it sounds like in your situation, you're so bent on giving her stuff to chew, and that's you want to be making doing more mind games, teaching, sitting on the leash, ignoring her, and teaching her to just calm herself down and just hang out without anything to do. And if, if you with the stuffed animals, don't give her anything she destroys; never comes back again in any shape or form. right and so as far as you know like i would give my dogs raw bones like once or twice a week you know type thing to clean their teeth get their calcium and stuff like that but they and then but they didn't have a 24 7 they believe it or not it's hard to chew if they chew on a raw butcher bone out of the freezer and thawed because and and, all of a sudden you look at all my dogs are in their kennels and they're looking like i think i'm done chewing i don't know if you chewed gum for a long time your jaws get hurt you hurt Okay, and that's what happens. They're gnawing on that bone and all of a sudden they're done. I mean, they haven't finished the whole bone. But the thing is, is that then they're, they're done. So open the candles, pick the bones up, toss them. And then maybe a couple of days later, I'll get, uh, you know, uh, another week or whatever. Just, they got more during the winter because there's nothing to do during the winter. But a raw butcher bone. But then you got, don't get the shank bone, the long one that has the marrow in the side. Because that bone is so thick, the dog tries to chew through once they lick out the marrow. And that, that will crack possibly teeth. The shank bone, Ooh. the long one, okay? You want a nine bone, which is the joint or the... It's called a knuckle bone. Knuckle bone. There you go. All of a sudden I had a blank knuckle bone or a joint bone. Okay. Where they have to turn their head sideways to gnaw on it. Now they're cleaning their teeth. They're getting calcium. They're getting good stuff. But what, my, what I wanted to jump in as a trainer was you have to teach your dog how to just be calm and hang out with nothing to do. And that's, you know what I mean? and And be okay with it. Not constantly be chewing on something. Okay, that's what you got to do. She
4: actually doesn't. She isn't. I mean, she might touch the benny bone, not necessarily even every day. It's just she goes to her toy basket. It's there, mm-hmm. and um, but she doesn't even chew on it for long periods of time. But I thought you've had these for you know for about the last almost two years. Perhaps there's an ingredient in there that I don't even do right know. Okay, we got to send
1: this up because we're gonna run out of time. Yeah, there, there's some stuff that that is not bad to use, so you can get. Um, uh, dehydrated tripe twists where it's just cow intestines that are twisted you can oh, get col- yeah, collagen braids um those are the ones that i've been using for my dogs okay
0: okay, okay hopefully that helps you you can get well, how can i get a hold of you dr jess through my website holistic-vet-care.com okay thank you for your calls thank you right, ellie thank you. you betcha thank you ellie yeah, as usual stellar stellar so thank you dr jess i appreciate it greatly dr jessica levy and you can listen to the show on Podcast at mytalk1071.